Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you need photography or videography help, they are the team to get the job done. No matter if you need photos for your wedding, special headshots, special event, they are the team for photos. And if you need a wedding videography, a commercial, or a music video, or some kind of other video project, they are the video guys to get the video job done. So please reach out to Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions for both your photo and your video needs. Our special guest this week is Caitlin Morgan. She is the current reigning defending Miss Delaware Earth USA 2020. I am so excited to have Caitlin on the show. Caitlin talks about her background of being an art student and working in the art field and using pageantry as a way to grow herself and being able to really show people both her creative side and her modeling side and just giving an opportunity to grow herself. So if you love to draw, you love to be in the art field, if you love pageantry and you need a little bit of motivation, you need someone to look up to, this is the episode for you and to get motivated and to have someone to look up to as Caitlin. So I hope you stay tuned. And welcome to the show. Hey, Paul, how are you? Fine, good. How are you doing today, Kayla? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm always excited to have one of our newly crowned queens as well as uh, have someone to talk to during quarantine. So the never ending story, the never ending, uh, the never ending book. So <laughs> that is so true. It, it feels um, like it's been a, a decade in quarantine already. It's only been a few months. <laughs> I know. Um, I can't believe we're, we're heading towards 70 days at this point. Um, by the time this episode comes out, I hope we're not um, at more than 100. But um, right now, it looks like you'll be one of our last guests for the entire year. So um, that's how many people I've been able to interview because everyone has been cooped up in their houses. So you'll be in the November, de December. So I hope everyone is excited to learn all about you. So. Oh, awesome. And happy holidays. That's exciting to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, how did you get into pageantry? And you had mentioned off um, recording that you also are a an artist as well. So how does that coincide with both of them? Were you always into doing art and then doing pageantry or you found pageantry later in life? Yeah, that's a great question. So I've always um, had a calling to create. So I've, I've always been an artist um, ever since a little girl. Um, I was actually fortunate enough to have an artwork shown um, at the Baltimore Museum of Art when I was just in first grade. So I've always been an artist. Um, something that is that might be interesting to know is that I also am able to sew. 
So one of my first projects when I was in high school, I, I dreamt about being on Project Runway. And I thought that I, I could be this amazing fashion designer. And so I went to the Maryland Institute College of Art and studied a pre-college uh, course there. And I spent my whole summer sewing. Uh, long story short, I do not have the patience to, to be a seamstress of any kind. Um, but I did make a really lovely evening gown for myself for the final project. Uh, as soon as I put on the evening gown, I realized that I want it to be on the other side of things. Um, so I have a great appreciation for, for fashion designers, but I knew instantly that I wanted to be the one modeling um, the gowns um, and kind of having just uh, fun on the runway, selling a look. Um, and so then I got into modeling. And so prior from to, there... But, but, but oh, prior yeah. to that, you had never done any modeling and done any pageantry you literally were just on the art side and being in production exactly exactly so I was the behind the scenes girl until I wasn't um <laughs> but yeah I I found uh pageantry through my um kind of hobby of modeling I consider modeling more of a, a hobby that I do for fun and for myself um, but then I found pageantry and I realized that that would be a great way to kind of marry my interests and my hobby of modeling and presenting myself um, on stage, as well as my advocacy work and my education, as well as my passions for, for the arts um, and sharing that with everyone. So pageantry is, is the way that I marry both of my worlds together. Well, that's awesome. Let's uh let's break down that one submission. So you said at the age of two, did I hear that right? Or five? How old were you when you got your first uh, artwork in um in an art gallery? Yeah, I was in first grade. First grade. Okay, so I heard. Yes. I was, okay, so I was right. All right, so you, first grade. So that's what seven, seven year old. About there, about there. <laughs> okay, so that's a huge, huge accomplishment. So was that a was that a class assignment, or is that an individual piece that you actually got to individually um, display? Yeah, so that was an individual piece I had made uh, through a summer camp that I had been attending. Um, so that's and a, not that's yeah, a huge not everybody got their work shown. So yeah, it, it was huge. Well, yeah, then that's a really huge accomplishment because um, if it's not just like they're showing off the class, they saw something completely incredibly in you individually. So that's a huge honor. So do you think that that instant right there puts you on the on the art projective? Yeah, I think so. I think that um, seeing that you can uh you can really find yourself in artwork um and other people will uh see you as well and listen to you i think that that's when i i first learned that the arts have this really transformative power to inspire and and promote change so are you more trained in actual hand drawings than like physical like maybe clay structures is that what you focus on yeah it's great that you asked that um I like to I have a little joke that I can do it all 
Um, I did go to uh, Maryland Institute College of Art for undergrad as well. So I received my Bachelor of Fine Art in General Fine Art, which literally means that I have studied everything from welding to ceramics, painting, drawing. Um, I, I really do do it all. And I, I like to mix it up and, and keep myself um, kind of playing with new materials. That way it never gets boring. <laughs> Oh, I agree with you. Uh, I know that my last year in high school, I had a couple free credits and I filled them with um, getting extra art credits. So I have a whole um, shelf of uh, pots and um, plates and like like little sculptures that I made. I even have like an island that I made uh, from from clay from art from art. Uh, craft I don't even know what they exactly call it um it, it, it was one of the um pottery classes so oh yeah that's awesome that makes me so happy to hear um the thing that I really do love about art um as well as pageantry again kind of marrying the two is that no matter where I go who I meet uh who I talk to there's always uh, a personal story that someone has to share with me about how they've related to either the arts or pageantry and that it just is um it's encouraging and really rewarding to know that that people do care about the same things you care about <laughs> well it's always good to surround you with people that are like-minded that think the like and and also challenging you as well so um is that absolutely is that also what um challenges you to want to do pageantry and model that um, it allows you to stay in that art uh, lane, but then puts you on the other side and challenges you? Or do you not feel challenged? Do you feel like you're expert at it? Oh, no, I always love a challenge. I always love a challenge. Um, and I think that's what I love about both of those worlds is that you are constantly competing, um, but you're really competing with yourself. And along the way, you meet so many great people um, in pageantry. I've met so many best friends. Uh, and now I can say from across the world, really. Um, and, and just such influential women that you can talk to about the big issues and you can chat with about the silly things. Um, and then the same goes for art as well. Uh, along my journey, learning new techniques, I might collaborate with uh, a a specific artist here and there and and you really get to learn about people and their stories um and i think that that's really where learning and growth happens is with those human connections and interactions so you're the generation that really grew up on project one way is it if it, if it wasn't for project one way are you still on the same projective or would you think that you'd still be more on the behind the scenes and you would never have um, fulfilled your full um, reached your full um, uh, potential in life yeah um I'm not sure I it's hard to uh, think of any like if changing any part of my past because there's really nothing that I regret or that I would do differently um, and I really think that no matter what happens, 
um, I still would have ended up where I am now. I, I truly feel like I'm following my passions. Um, so yeah, I, I think I would have gotten to the same place either way, but I'm really glad that I had Project Runway in, in the long run. <laughs> no, I mean, I think a lot of girls and women your age look up to that as I do um, from a um, like an entertainment uh, standpoint from my generation to um, TRL. You know, it's that, you know, you it was a show that was really influencing in the community uh, and, you know, it, it had trendy clothes. It had the popular people of the day. So, um, you know, there's always a show that really influenced your generation. So um, do you agree with that or do you um, see things differently? Yeah, no, I definitely agree that um, TV and media, especially now, um, social media, because social media is a pretty uh, new thing. It wasn't around when I was when I was growing up. Um, like, I, I think maybe in high school, my later years of high school is when social media first started. So we really um, just kind of had TV as our form of of popular culture. And so, and even today, uh, you still see reality shows, um, and different families and stars kind of having this influence over, um, young women, uh, well, women of all ages, really. And it can be positive. It can be negative. Um, so I, I think that it's good to kind of hear those different stories and see different people living their lives. But again, um, maybe with a little bit of um, take it with a grain of salt, <laughs> I'd say nowadays. Um, well, I mean, anything, um, anything that's um, too much can be um, negative. I mean, too much chocolate can cause you to have a tummy ache and gain weight, you know? So, you know, things in moderation are always a good thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you had specifically said that you didn't, enjoy the idea of actually physically curating the dress but do you have like a yearning to like design your own dress and have just have someone else make it yes i do that all the time um mainly in my head i need to actually get my ideas on paper but yes i still love designing and sketching um it's really just kind of the, the needle and thread part that I, I poke my finger way too many times. I'm scared that I'd ruin the gown if I tried to sew it. Um, but no, I, I think that um, evening gown is one of my favorite uh, parts of one stage competition. Uh, interviews my top favorite. But, but evening gown has this um, just sort of elegance and grace to it. And then again, each individual gown on each individual uh, contestant, it really tells a deeper story about who they are as an individual too. So I would, fun. Yes. <laughs> I would absolutely agree with you. I think one of the things that makes a pageant a pageant is the evening gown portion. Are you concerned with this trend to change the categories and differential um the idea of wearing an evening gown like miss america was 
hinting at getting rid of even an in an evening gown um, competition and not rating it at all. Um, does that scare you? Concern you? Um, you're open for change. Um, yeah. So um, I I'm always uh, conflicted on this uh, question. So one of the things that um, makes pageantry so near and dear to my heart is the tradition and the legacy of just strong, empowered, beautifully intelligent women who have um, come before. And so tradition to me is very important. Again, um, I do think that some traditions may become outdated or may need a tweak. So for example, um, I've competed in the Miss Teen USA and Miss USA system. I was really excited to see uh, Miss Teen USA uh, move from swimwear to fitness wear. Um, it doesn't change the, the tradition or um, the scoring where judges are looking for a physically fit, healthy young woman. Um, but again, it makes more sense for a teen to maybe not be in a bikini on stage. So some changes uh, make sense to me. I don't think I could ever imagine a beauty pageant without an evening gown. It's, it's almost like uh, a beauty pageant without a crown or a sash. <laughs> I, I couldn't see it. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I think age-appropriate competitions... Um, it's surprising that that wasn't, um, just a aha moment that like when you're under 18, that we need to not show so much skin, but, you know, we also had a generation, um, I'm, I'm fully a wrestling fan. We had a generation of wrestling fans that said it was okay to bash people over the head with steel chairs and think it was okay. So like, um, maybe it's just a, um, we have a whole generation that is starting to come of age and actually realize that, you know, you can get brain damage by doing that. So maybe we shouldn't be doing that. So uh, maybe it's just a, a generation that's now becoming of age and um, that we need to not, not have young girls doing that. I absolutely think that the fitness competition uh, and wearing fitness outwear is a great alternative because you still can prove that the person is in great shape, but you're not um, gawking at them, especially when they're under 18, which is so weird um, to be a judge and have to rate someone. I, I don't want to see an underage young lady uh, in that situation. I just find it to be completely awkward. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I completely agree. And uh, I was, um, as you were talking, I was thinking back because when I competed for uh, Miss Maryland Teen USA, that was in 2010. Uh, it was the year that Cammy Crawford won. Um, and everyone knows she went on and is to, uh, to be Miss Teen USA and is still doing amazing things. Um, but yeah, uh, swimsuit was still in, a phase of competition at the teen level then. And I, I wore a one piece. I don't think that that necessarily makes me feel more or less um, comfortable or confident on stage, but I do remember my parents' reaction um, and their feelings more 
And the older that I get, it, it's kind of made more sense why they mm-hmm. maybe have been concerned. Um, and being a, a lover of pageantry, my my job really, um, title holder or not, is to, to share um, why I love pageantry with younger girls um, and get them excited as well so that, again, they can continue on the tradition. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't want to scare anyone away by, by saying, and you have to get on, on stage in a, in a swimsuit. Um, yeah. Well, so. yeah. And I, I agree that that also scares people off. So providing, um, a more, um, open competition for people of all ages and sizes under the age of 18, I think is absolutely more appropriate. And then, um, I'm, I'm just, I pray that when it comes to the adult competitions that they really don't eliminate things like the evening gown because, I mean, I think, I honestly think that it's one of the things that makes a pageant a pageant. Also, you know, as a man, I want to, you know, embrace women to be women, and I think that it's important that you get the opportunity to dress up and look beautiful. And I think that's the one thing that an evening gown allows you to do. I mean, I don't know a lot of people that have the opportunity to go to like a, a president's ball or um, a, a Met Gala or something where they get to wear a, a ballroom dress like that. So I, I think it's so important to make um, someone feel special like that. Definitely. Um, and if anyone ever wants to feel like a Disney princess, go get an evening gown, enter a pageant and get on stage. You will walk away feeling like a winner, no matter what the outcome. It, it really is such a great experience and it's so empowering. Um, and you really do feel like a princess. <laughs> is it the situation of being on stage by yourself or is it the situation of getting to go shopping and then like, the opportunity of of getting to buy that dress like when you go to go get your prom dress or your your um your first uh big um formal event is is it more of the 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 things you do before the the actual event or is it actually being there on stage that is so uh life-changing yeah i think it's all of it it it's definitely everything that you just said um from the shopping, trying on different styles, um, getting the gown just perfect for you, um, to styling it, having your hair and makeup done or doing it yourself, and and all the months and years of training and practicing how to walk and pose and carry yourself just right. Um, and it all leads up to, to just a few seconds on stage Um, But in those few seconds, you feel like you have conquered the world because of everything that you've done before. Um, And and then, of course, those really big spotlights, those those help you to feel important as well. (laughs) So you had mentioned that you had really focused on the USA competition. What is one of the defining moments or um, things that draws you to that? particular system and competition? Yes. So uh, the reason that I got into pageantry through Miss USA is specifically because uh, with that, with that um, 
with that system, you can create your own platform um, in a way that that is meaningful to you and your community. Um, so you can see contestants really champion championing issues across the board throughout the Miss USA system. Um, I am fortunate enough to be a delegate uh, vying for the title of Miss Earth USA 2020. And um, environmentalism is, is a cause that's near and dear to my heart as well. Um, I've always been an animal lover and just campaigning to save rainforests since I was a kid. So, so again, um, different pageants, they may come with a platform already attached like Miss Earth. Um, something else like Miss USA, you can bring new ideas to this, uh, to the table and really leave your mark the way that you want to. And I think that, uh, I think that both are great for those reasons. Um, but anyone that is considering entering a pageant, I would definitely look into the different, uh, expectations of platforms and community service to ensure that you are the right fit. So personally, are you picking the USA system to start your career off because at the time it was primarily the most glamorous pageant system or was there something else that specifically drew it to you because you said you, you started as a teen. So were, is it because you saw it on television and you saw all these incredible people and it has extremely large history and following like America does? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would have to, I'd, I'd be silly if I thought there was any other reason besides um, the, the elevation of the Miss USA. Um, I remember ever since I can remember, um, I'd always watch Miss USA and Miss Universe with my grandmother who raised me. Um, and we just always look forward to it. It was a great bonding moment. But yeah, it, it definitely is a household name. So I think when I was first getting into pageantry, it was it was the one at the top of my my thoughts. <laughs> how did you on um, compete and how did you fall in your teen years and also in your Ms. years? Uh, did you feel that each year you progressed or did you feel that the system wasn't a fit after competing in them or did you think you grew uh each year yeah so i like to think that um that i am growing each year uh with the with the miss usa system when i'm competing at the state level uh they you don't really get uh too much feedback from the judges so you have to really be good about taking your own notes and kind of really being honest with yourself and being able to score yourself uh, where you think that that you placed um, or how well you did in different areas. Because again, there's no report card really coming back um, to tell you, well, this is what you did great and this is what you should improve on. Do you um, find that I, to be frustrating? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Um, I would say... I would say that it would definitely be helpful um, to maybe have judges' thoughts. Um, but again, one of the things that I love about pageantry is that I'm really just competing with myself. So the first time that I competed, I had no idea what to expect. 
I just got out on stage. I did what I thought I should do. Um, <laughs> like I, I knew nothing at all about pageantry. Um, I did get a non-finalist evening gown award, so I must have not completely sucked. Um, but I definitely had no idea what I was doing. And then I took a few years off to really um, study pageantry. It sounds a little crazy if, if you're not into the pageant world, but there is just so many ins and outs and just a wealth of knowledge and experience that really goes into into competing in pageants. Um, and so when I came back, I feel I felt like I was more prepared to really start competing for real. Um, so I came back and I competed um, the year that Adriana David was crowned Miss Maryland USA. Uh, and I realized that I had actually somehow done worse like personally uh, performed worse than my first time when I had no idea what was going on. Uh, and I realized that there's a, a balance between over-preparing um, and trying to be the perfect person to also keeping that, um, that just genuine person that you, you are on the inside. Um, so the most recent time I competed was just this last November for uh, Miss Maryland USA, and I did place top 15. So I, I'd like to think that my advice and my, <laughs> my critiques of myself are getting me um, slowly uh, becoming better and better each time. Um, and then this, uh, this spring in March, I was crowned Miss Delaware Earth 2020. And so I... I feel like that was a good, <laughs> a good indication that I am still growing and doing better. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. Well, hey, Kayla, I want to specifically say you are being noticed, and I think you're doing an incredible job because I think that every year you return, uh, I, I definitely think you're improving. In fact, um, this past year, I thought you definitely made a huge impact uh, at Maryland, and uh, I think that that, that confidence that you had clearly went into your most recent competition at Earth, and that's why you, you won. I think that momentum was on your side. And I think that um, getting over that hump and eventually winning your first uh, state title is a big hurdle, and you finally got over it. And uh, I think that, you know, I think you're on a good projective. If you continue to compete, you'll, you'll have some good success. I mean, are you feeling that? Do you feel good momentum your way? I do. Well, I have to say that I did um, until quarantine kind of has, um, 
I, I think that quarantine has kind of uh, messed with everybody's momentum. Um, it's the mojo I, thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, 2020 was going to be everybody's year. No, it still can be. Um, I'm. I do. I feel like. Um, I feel like there is a good momentum. I do have a lot of confidence. Um, I am using this time to really focus on my myself. Um, I'm interviewing. I'm working out. I'm practicing my walks. Listening to awesome podcasts uh, like yours and a few others for different tips and tricks. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the the key is to not stop. Um, and I feel like that's just what I do with with my life is I I never stop. I go from one project to the next. Um, and I really don't take any, many breaks or pauses to to reflect. I should do that more. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's good. It's good. Well, I mean. I think it's all about momentum, and it sounds like if you're not pausing to um, feel sorry for yourself, which it can be uh, good and a negative, um, and if you continue to just um, pile through or, or make your way through or, or just push your way through it, um, and you continue to stay focused and stay positive, I don't see what could really draw you down um, because do you believe that majority of this is mental and that this is a, this is a really a sporting event and a competition against yourself. And if you, if you personally um, derail yourself, that's why you don't win. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, it, it is a, a really big mental game, um, especially especially when you get to the actual pageant week or weekend. Um, it, it's all about your mentality at that point. <laughs> all the all the workouts, those are done. Um, your walk is your walk, and everyone's is unique and powerful in their own way, but it's definitely the the talk that happens inside of your brain. Um, it's really easy to start comparing yourself to other contestants, and you you just kind of forget everything that that you have um, told yourself, and and you start looking at other people's outfits and wondering if you chose the right color. All of that stuff will definitely throw you off of your your pageant game. You just um, you have to believe that you are enough. And I like to, I, I practice um, in my head every day is a pageant to me. So every day I just wake up and I try and give it my all. I, I speak to people the way that um, I would, I would want uh, someone to see me speaking to people if I was a title holder. Um and you just kind of live your life as if you are already that person. And, and in your head, you, you are her. So when stage, um, stage time comes and the competition's here, you can really focus on yourself and not everyone else around you. I mean, everyone that I've interviewed and has been really successful, one of the core things that they continue saying is, knowing what they want 
doing it and and following through with it and and not waiting to have the crown to do that that fundraiser to start that foundation to to be motivated to lose that weight if you're already pursuing on that that's uh, me personally as a judge in the past i think that's more impactful than saying that if i win i'm going to do this do you see that way is that how it's projected to you absolutely yes um because Yes, absolutely. No, I completely agree. And I, I've seen girls in the past, and I've been this girl in the past, where I have all of these big dreams, and I walk into interview, and I say all these things that I want to do. And in reality, you really only have a year if you are chosen as the title holder. Um, so you really don't have that much time to really start a brand new, huge project that's going to change the world. Um, and it's also really important to kind of show people um, that you're capable of doing the things that you're promising you're going to do. So um, a, a pageant is really just a job interview, right? It's uh, you're competing for a specific title or you're competing for a specific job is how I like to think of it. So your paperwork's like your resume. You really want that polished, highlighting the best of you. Um, and when you go into interview and you're talking about yourself, you can, it, it's easy to say all of these great things, but you also have to have the proof. Um, so if I say that I, I love helping people, I need to also have an example of how I've helped people in the past. Um, well, I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I know our, one of our close friends, uh, Adriana, that's one of the things that I know that she had mentioned to me that worked in her favors that she already had her foundation. She already was raising fun, raising funds. She was already promoting. And when she went into that interview, it wasn't, I'm going to start it. I've already raised a hundred thousand dollars and, um, I'm only going to be able to take it to the next level with the help of this title. Yes. And, um, it, with, uh, Adriana being a great example, she's still doing the work. So, um, she's still out there with her uh, 501c3 charities, angels, throwing different events, raising money, spreading awareness. And that really goes to, to show that not only did she have this plan that she started before the pageant was able to elevate it, but it really is something that matters uh, to her and to her community and her followers. And she's still continuing the work. Um, so so these are genuine people who get the title. These are women who have a plan. And really, again, um, title or no title, I'm sure that Adriana would have found a way to to amplify her um, organization and her mission. And and that's the type of woman that, that we're looking for when we're looking for title holders. So, well, so, um, so yourself, <laughs> too. Yourself, too. I mean you have a title now too. So they're looking for girls like yourself too. So it's, you know, you're yes. not, you're not in that. <laughs> you're not, you don't have to speak as, as outside the circle. You're now inside the circle. So does that. I know. And that's, that's so crazy to, um, to think about. So, 
So when I was, um, I was recently crowned Miss Delaware Earth uh, 2020, and it happened in quarantine, right? So I actually competed virtually from my dining room. I cleared out all the furniture from the room. I had my sister uh, videotape me just like on my cell phone. And, and that's how we competed for this title that I recently won. Um, we did our interview with a, um, in a Zoom call with the judges, and it was really fun. It was something I never thought I'd ever experience. Um, but with that, I, I like received my crown in the mail. Um, I actually haven't received my sash yet. I get that on Monday <laughs> um, because shipping is crazy um, right now. But yeah, I, I, I don't think that it's actually hit me that I am a title holder because of, of quarantine and all the craziness. Well, I, I assume that it, it would be a little um, unusual because you didn't get that big, loud, um, exciting. So yeah, I absolutely agree with you because um, I don't know how like you're like in your head like remembering that moment because you don't have that moment where everyone was screaming up and down and clapping for you. So you, you are the current title holder, but like you, you still haven't had that moment on stage where people were screaming your name and it you, you've kind of been robbed um, unfairly, but not intentional in any way. Um, so I hope that you get a point in the, t the year of your title reign to get the opportunity to have people scream your name on stage. Oh, thank you. If not, yeah. if not, I hope, I hope maybe we should just have a private party and, you know, we'll do it in a, where there's a stage and everybody can scream for you because not to have that moment, <laughs> you know, especially when it's the first one, you can't ever not get, it's like they say, you know, your first love, you know, so this is your first crown, you know, you can never get over your first time. So, you know, it, it's a shame you didn't get that big, big, loud uh, applauding sound. Oh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, that that would have been nice. Um, I've always, whenever I was able to compete in the past, I've always had my um, my friends and family cheering me on. So I, I have, um, I have heard them scream for me before. Um, but yeah, that, that's a really, um, it's kind of a bummer that that we missed uh, moments like that. But I also think about um, how many other moments are being missed, like the graduating class of 2020. Um, there's a lot of sister queens who are graduating from college, and and they're not getting to celebrate those moments. Um, so it's definitely hard times for us all. I do have a really amazing uh, pageant director, uh, Chelsea. And, and she really has done what she could uh, to celebrate us and to stay in touch and make sure that we have everything that we need. So I'm very grateful for Chelsea. And then um, also just amazing people like you who are keeping us engaged and um, somewhat <laughs> working while, while the world is still shut down or slowly reopening. Well, it's a, uh, it's a, uh it's a back and forth, you know, I'm the struggling photographer. So you're, you're helping to, to help hopefully, um, tell people about my photography work and I'm helping you with your interview, um, skills while, while you're in quarantine. So 
if I can help him sharpen your um, sword so that you do well at competition and you spread the word, I think it's an evil, it's an even trade. So, and as a friend of the show, your director has been on the show and um, I encourage everyone to listen to your director's episode because um, we had a wonderful uh, interview and, and um, I'm so thankful to be her sponsor this year. So. Yes, we are so happy to be working with you as well. Thank you, Paul. No, oh, no problem. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443 42 Two three eight three zero. Again, that's four four three four two two three eight three zero. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. Okay, to my lovely audience, this is the part of the show where I allow my guests to take over the show. So, what's the most important thing that we should tell the audience to, to know more about you and your title. So you just were recently crowned Ms. Earth Delaware 2020 or, and is it, or is it Miss Earth USA 2020? Did I miss the USA? Is that correct? Uh, the, the USA is not uh, necessary, okay. but uh, you, yeah, you can say it with or without Miss okay. Miss Delaware Earth. Okay. So, that's pretty awesome. It's and the this this specific pageant is focused on an Earth platform. So you're you're more about recycling and doing those types of activities. So, is there anything that's important that you want people to know about your system? Anything that you're doing virtually? Are you doing any fundraising, or are you are you doing any virtual? public appearances. I know this is such a weird way. I'm going to do a virtual public appearance, but I guess that would be the only way to do it safely at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a, a challenge to overcome um, trying to serve when, when you can't uh, be as hands-on or one-on-one -on -one with people, um, especially like larger group projects. I do have a uh, think, Think Global, Act Local uh, campaign coming out in June. So on June 20th, I am organizing a small group, um, no more than 10 people, and we're going to social distance um, and, and protect ourselves, wear our masks and gloves and bring lots of hand sanitizer and soap. Um, but we are organizing a a stream clean at a local park, uh, uh, Patapsico State Park in Howard County in Maryland. Um, I've been quarantined in Baltimore City, so this is a state park that's close by um, and that I have access to as well as um, it is in need of cleaning, especially because parks are one of the few places that have remained open during the um, during our stay-at-home order. So I feel that um, that's great. Uh, a, lot of, 
a lot of people have been visiting parks and not everybody has been cleaning up their litter. So on June 20th, uh, we will be be giving back to our community, a small group of people and I. Um, I have also been working on raising money for a 501c3. Um, and this is a charity that works alongside the Miss Earth USA Foundation, uh, raising money again for a variety of different uh, environmental projects, planting trees, um, doing trash walks, uh, cleaning up litter, trash pollution. Um, so there, there's a few things that we have in the works for uh, future endeavors. We did have um, a lot of fun virtually during April. Um, Earth Day fell, falls in April every year. And so throughout the month of April, um, I was kind of giving virtual tips and tricks on ways to reduce your carbon footprint. So if anybody um, wanted to kind of check out my social media, uh, Miss Delaware Earth, um, and you can also find me on Facebook, I've posted some fun videos on, on um, how you can use recycled materials and upcycle them for planters to start seeds. Um, I plant a garden every year, so I, I love to, to garden and plant seeds. That's one of my uh, craft activities. And it's something that the family can do um, while they're stuck at home together. So that's fun. Um, also, a few other DIY uh, projects are on there as well. Well, to our audience, don't worry. Um, if you didn't get Caitlin's information, all of that's going to be in the byline. And is all the spots for the June 20th event already taken? Um, and if so, can they just donate some money or donate some supplies for the outing? Uh, yes. Yeah. So unfortunately, all the spots are taken um, just due to the smaller crowd sizes. Um, so we are accepting donations. Um, I can, I'll send you the, the link that you can post um, underneath. But again, that's for the 501c3 um, that supports the Miss Earth USA organization that I was speaking of. So if anybody would like to donate money to our environmental campaign, that would be amazing. And, and I thank you in advance. Oh, and I absolutely hope and I encourage people to, to do that very much. So, and it's such a shame because this past April was the 50th Earth Day. And it's such a shame that on such a big um, historical uh, event that we didn't get to celebrate it, but you know, it's just a number, and uh, I I really appreciate um, you being a part of a system that's really helping to change and and promote the earth. So it's a shame that it's only been fifty years that we've been promoting um, cleaning the earth and keeping the earth clean. Um, you know, I'm I'm excited for years and years of 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 Earth Days to come. Yes, yes. I'm my um my goal is that one day when we celebrate Earth Day, we just get to appreciate the earth and there's not a task involved. Um so what I mean by that is I hope that one day there is zero litter for us to clean and we can literally just go lay out in the park and not have to worry about about doing this work. Um 
And, and I, I think that that's true for um, really all nonprofits, right? Whenever you are trying to tackle an issue in society, um, I, I'd hope that the goal is to make that issue a non-issue one day. Um, so if, if one day every single fossil fuel became renewable, like electric energy, that would be amazing. Um, and, and that's the earth that, that I want to live in one day. And, and again, hopefully we can celebrate uh, an Earth Day and not have to worry about <laughs> about our climate and the crisis that it's currently facing. Oh, I absolutely agree. Um, I personally am really trying to do my own part. I specifically drive an electric vehicle, all electric. And anytime I have an opportunity to um, really voice my opinion about coal plants, I, I definitely... Um, raise uh, my opinion on that there's a coal plant that's literally um two miles away from my house and um i would really love to see it um be torn down it, it has a major impact on the air pollution in my in my neighborhood and um and that's just one thing that it does i mean it also leaves huge piles of sludge and um um, byproducts that are left over from the actual process of cooking of uh, using coal to to as a um, power source. So I'm totally on your side when it comes to using re renewable energy and having electric vehicles and um, having microgrids. So yeah, absolutely. Um, that. That's so, uh, it's so sad. I, I, of course, am on the East Coast um, along with you, and you really do see kind of this disproportionate amount of, of different factories and plants and all kinds of things. Um, and it really does impact the quality of life and, and health of people that, that live in these communities. So it's, it's really, um, it's about nature and the animals and, but it's really about individuals and individual lives are really being affected by some of the, the choices that, um, companies and individuals make, uh, as well as our government. So yeah, thank you for being an, an ally in our, our fight to, to save the world. <laughs> Absolutely. If there's anything I can do to really help you, um, anytime we can eliminate, uh, PM2 particles, the, the smallest particles that these huge, uh, energy plants create that are the size of a, a smaller than a size of a hair that's that actually enlarge in your body and then um, cause you cancer and all these other critical things. Um, I, I'm definitely promoting that and uh, would love to help you in any way. So please consider me a, an ally in that, in that accord. Oh, thank you, Paul. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, is there anything else that um, you want to talk about your new title uh, anything else you want to promote because the the floor is yours and I really want to give you as much time. I know you really haven't had as much um, platform time to really talk about your system. So I, I don't want to rush you off. This is, you know, to, in my opinion, you know, this is basically your coming out party um, and really have an opportunity to talk to a lot of people. So 
Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about your system and about your title? I, if I'm if I'm wrong or correct, this is your first big title, so I I know that's that's really exciting. So. Yeah, no, it is um, super exciting, and um, yeah, I I I'm really just in the midst of preparing for nationals. Um, nationals, it was supposed to be at the end of July, but we had to reschedule for early August. So I'm looking forward to to meeting all my other sister queens in person in Las Vegas. Um, I don't know what to expect um but i'm just so excited uh <laughs> when yeah when's the expected pageant day at this point is it not have they not planned it yet or what's the what's the game plan yes yeah, so our pageant is going to be um the week of august the second is when we begin to arrive um, so check-in is Monday, August 3rd. We will be wrapping up Sunday, August 9th. We should have a new Miss, uh, Earth USA 2020 at that point. So yeah, it's, I'm excited preparing for that, working through my wardrobe. Um, are you scared to take that flight? I, I personally <laughs> would be really scared to, to get on a flight, you know, if I, if they were going to go through it personally, I guess I would uh, elect to drive. So what, what's your feeling? What, what is your, your perspective on it? Yeah. So, um, I am an anxious flyer already. Um, I still do it. I still do it. Um, I was actually right before, uh, we went into stay at home orders. I was visiting, um, a potential uh, master's program in Detroit. So I was I was flying around um, earlier this year before again um, the coronavirus pandemic uh, had its outbreak. Um, but I'm definitely a nervous flyer. The turbulence makes me sweat a little bit. Um, I I feel more comfortable on stage in a bikini and six inch heels than I do on an airplane with my seatbelt when sitting down. Um, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I don't know why. I never used to have a problem with flying, but um, no, I'll, I'm still going to fly. I booked my flight while prices were cheap. Um, <laughs> That's because you're smart, so. Yeah, I'll just... Um, but are I'll you take a book or something? Are yeah, you concerned? To... Are you concerned about the virus and and all that? Is what I'm getting at. I... Ah, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I I am definitely concerned. Um, I am the type of person that has always taken precautions. Um, to just ensure my health and safety, I've always known that there's um, just different germs and illnesses um out there so I, I'm not uh, like obsessive compulsive but I definitely am mindful um and this pandemic has just made me more mindful um I am fortunate enough so again I'm an artist um and from welding I years ago um invested in a really nice it's actually an N99 respirator mask so Oh, I cool. Feel... You have one of those, you have one of those, uh, 
plastic ones. Yeah, this one, it's it's pretty big, um, <laughs> too. Like, it's not the kind that you guys have seen um, on TV. <laughs> um, it, it has, like, this cool design, so it goes under, like, a welding helmet uh, for when sparks are flying in your face, too. But um, I, I feel fortunate that I invested in one of those, and I know that it is protecting me. Um, and then I, I do other precautions as well. Like I have um, safety goggles that I'll wear like when I'm grocery shopping because, again, your eyes need to be pr- protected from particles. Yes, um, that is correct. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just very mindful. So since I know myself um, – I'm not as nervous to travel due to um, the the potential of getting sick. Um, I'm just really scared of airplane turbulence. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Uh, well, I I would say, um, uh, I, if I were you, I would I would be more scared of of the virus. But it sounds like you're fully prepared. So you can worry about um, the things that the the pilot has complete control about. So Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Prepare for everything and and um, expect the best, right? Or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think I got that saying wrong. But yes, um, the things that are, are major um, threats or concerns, I always have handled yesterday. And then just like silly, nonsensical things are the things that I always worry about. So um, just always be prepared, uh, be mindful. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. yeah. I think that... Um always being aware of your surroundings and being prepared for any situation when you're traveling is, is really important. So, and clearly, you know, you must, you must just be aware of your own surroundings. If you already went out and bought a a Vestorator, so you, you knew that when you were doing welding, that was really important to take care of your lungs at that point. So, and if you know that if most people don't realize that, you can wear a mask, but you can also have someone sneeze and it goes right in your eye, so you can still get sick. So clearly, clearly you're a smart cookie and you understand uh, the uh, how this really works. So um, I, I I think you're gonna do okay. It's just it's still scary too. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and and there's a few uh, family members that I really haven't been able to see since all of this has happened. Um, even even if I were to fully protect myself, um, I just I can't visit them, talk to them, just because I know that they're um, higher risk due to to preexisting conditions. Um, so yes, um, I I know that I'm I'm a healthy person. I'm not um, at risk for for any. Um, pre-existing conditions or anything. So I'm just keeping myself healthy um, and doing what I can to, to keep my family, friends, and community healthy as well. So I hope that's what everyone continues to do um, forever. <laughs> I mean, even even when we're past this pandemic and there is a vaccine, I, I hope that everyone has some takeaways and lessons learned from this. <laughs> Well, I agree with you, and I think one of the things that you pointed out, but we didn't really highlight, is 
you specifically having your own garden, which really helps with your own gut health and eating well and your overall health, health and fitness. So your personal garden really probably plays a major role. It also controls your food intake and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, promoting your own garden is such a really important thing. So that's one of the reasons why you're probably so healthy. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, well, thank you. I, um, I just got excited because I love my garden so much. Um, it, it really is all of those things. It's, it's also a therapy session. Um, it, it's so therapeutic and just mentally healing to, to watch something grow and take care of something. Um, I use all organic, um, uh, seeds as, and no, uh, fertilizers or pesticides, anything, any chemicals. So I know that my garden is also, um, benefiting the environment. Like I I'm seeing a lot of different bumblebees, insects, um, little rabbits who I hope aren't eating my, my vegetables, but they're really cute to look at. So it's, it's bringing me some new friends to keep me company, um, while I'm social distancing and, and keeping me mentally healthy. Uh, you said physically healthy as well. So it's good. Um, it's a good hobby. I recommend everyone. <laughs> Do you make your own Get natural mulch then too? I don't, I really just, um, I'm very attentive to my garden. I really like to just kind of let nature do, uh, do its thing. Um, but you're saying yeah. that you pull your seeds, uh, when you're saying you're natural. So are you pulling your seeds right from your food? So you, is that one of the things you do or are you, are you purchasing seeds? Oh, I, I did purchase um, some organic seeds. I have uh, pulled seeds out of um, out of different foods before. Somehow, I always mess those up, though. <laughs> okay. Yep. I don't know what happens. I think I, I'm too overly attentive at that stage. Um, <laughs> I pay them too much attention when I need to just leave them alone. No, I understand. I've recently gotten really addicted to these two young couples that are doing an off the grid YouTube channel and they do a weekly update on their garden and they live in a York, a York, a York. Um, and oh, they, yeah. bought, they bought um, 25 acres on an Island in uh, Canada um, in British Columbia and they're literally living off the grid with solar panels and they're literally cutting down trees by hand. And so, um, or, or, or by, you know, one, uh, chainsaw. So off that grid and natural, it was sustainable living, I guess that's the right word. Uh, I just found that to be so when you, so when you mentioned that, I thought that was so, cause they always on this particular show, they talk about gut health and they're they're just building their new garden um and um they've been talking about building their own um uh shower and, and hot tub so and all these projects so so interesting that's awesome it that is. is really i'll interesting. have to pass i'll have to pass to our audience as well as yourself um the link to this 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 uh off the grid show it's really interesting so yeah, definitely. I'd I'd love to um I'd love to see some of that and maybe get some own some of my own ideas um for what I can do at my house. 
I mean, I think it's pretty incredible. I don't know how I could live like that um, with no power, um, but they're they're making it possible. So, <laughs> right, right, yeah. It's um, it's definitely hard, um, kind of living in this modern world and being extremely uh, aware and conscious of of the effect that your actions have um, on the environment, on other people. And then also kind of knowing, especially with the environment, like um, there, there's, I don't want to say there's, it's impossible because clearly this couple is showing us that it's not impossible, but it is really, really difficult um, to, to not have something like electricity um, and, and to, to, problem solve like ways that we can lower our carbon footprint um and also accept that we will always kind of just have a slight carbon footprint um because we're we're living creatures um but yeah it's a hard balance i i don't think i could go off the grid um per se or uh but I, I do like to find just like little ways to to make my life more sustainable. Um, so electricity being a great um, a great example, we always have our cell phones. Um, mm-hmm. We need them charged. I like to charge my cell phone right before I go to bed so that it's not on the charger all night. Um, it doesn't generally take six to eight hours to charge a phone. So if I charge it before I go to bed, it might only take an hour or two uh, worth of electricity rather than having it sit all night. Um, so just like little changes like that, um, it might not feel like a lot, but if everybody does their part, you know, um, and, and then it would make a difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Caitlin, I want to first uh, be one of the first to congratulations on your first state title of many i truly believe and like i said earlier today uh i definitely thought that you were a standout and each year that you were definitely making um a huge impact at usa so it it doesn't shock me that you finally won your your state title so i'm want to congratulate you on that and i really hope you uh, a very safe and um really fun trip uh in august and we'll we'll definitely here at the show uh and personally we'll be rooting for you and we hope that you you bring back the national title oh thank you paul that means so much thank you no well thank you so much for being on the show yes thank you it it really was um a pleasure getting to chat with you uh and and maybe we'll do it again someday. I can't wait to uh, finally shoot with you. Oh, I, I will definitely would love to have you on as a guest and as a uh, on air apology. Uh, I really appreciate you going out of your way to um, to let me interview you after um, missing our original interviews multiple times. So you're such a sweetheart for allowing me to finally get this interview and. I would love to interview you, win or lose, and we're definitely going to do your photo shoot. So I look forward to helping you achieve your national title. Oh, thank you, Paul. You truly are the best. Um, This has been so great. Thank you so much.
Caitlin, oh my God, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. Um, had an incredible interview with Caitlin and then had another 20-minute um, post-show with her, and I really appreciate what an incredible person this is. And um, I truly believe that in life, when you are trying to achieve something and you continue to not achieve it and then you get over that hump, then you just go on to bigger and better things. And I think this is a perfect example of someone that is just going to rock it off into the next level of competition. And I'm so excited to to really help her and and just to be a part of, of her ride. And I think that um, she's going to do so well. And I'm so excited for her. I want to remind you guys all that we have two shows on the Total Focus podcast. We have the Total Focus podcast, which you're listening to now, but we also have our movie review show called The Movie Breakdown with my co-host, Ivan Carlos, where we talk about movies um, and just give you our opinion of all of the movies coming out recently, which is nothing, so we're reviewing old movies and just, you know, giving us, giving you uh, opinions on movies that we think you should see. So I hope you guys are enjoying both our podcast and our movie review show. And as always, please sign up to us on YouTube and on iTunes. Please give us a comment. Even if it's negative, we appreciate it. Positive thumbs up. And please ring, as they say, ring that doorbell and notifications on YouTube. And as always, please stay tuned.